Good afternoon. I'm Daniel Guest, and welcome to the Imagine Golf Podcast, brought to you by Imagine Golf and PXG. You can go to our website, imaginegolf.com, to see all of our offerings, including our free drills, our practice plans, our golf ebooks and videos, or to book a lesson with me at our state of the art studio right outside of Philadelphia or virtually anywhere in the country um, on our partner site, golfliveapp.com. And you can sign up for our free tips and videos that go out once a week, every week, by simply dropping us your email. Hey, I want to talk to you about a topic, a uh, trend, fad, whatever you want to call it, um, that's coming out right now. It's called the mini driver, the mini driver. And uh, we're going to talk about what it is, what it isn't, uh, who it's for, who it's not for, is it worth it, um, and uh, and why you should even maybe even consider it. So so let's talk about really, really what it is. And <laughs> look, I got to even tell you that the fact that we're even called a mini driver cracks me up, man. I'm 57 years old. And um, a mini driver by today's standards was about 30% bigger than the driver I hit and, uh, and even, even bigger than uh, the likes of uh, the, uh, the greats, you know, the Sneeds, the, the Hogans uh, of the world, the Nelsons of the world. So it is kind of funny that we're even calling it a mini driver. It's, uh, it's over 300 and some cc's. But that be it, be it as it is, right? Today's market is today's market. So, uh, you know, it's interesting. Golf has a reputation of being like, look, really, really traditional, right? Um, things, things, uh, don't evolve in golf in a very short amount of time. What I mean by that is, uh, you know, that it's stooped in the, the, uh, traditions, right? Collared shirts, you know, you can't have a hoodie, you know, you got, if you go to a club or belong to a club, you've got to, uh, you know, wear a dinner jacket on Saturday nights, you know, uh, caddies can't go in the clubhouse. You, you know what I mean? Right. So, um, and, uh, those traditions run long and deep, man. And, and that's not going to change anytime soon. Right. Um, but when it comes to equipment, uh, people are more likely, uh, more like to change um, or more adapt, I should say, to change, right? Um, faster than, you know, than other traditions that I just mentioned because everyone's always looking for that, that edge, right? Um, everyone's looking for, you know, to play a little bit better, to hit a ball further, further and straighter. Right? I hear that all the time, further and straighter. I want to be more consistent. So yada, yada, yada. So, you know, it's a crazy complex sport, right? And over the past few decades, uh, equipment has changed significantly. I mean, um, hybrids are a perfect example, man. I, I didn't play hybrids for probably the first five, seven years. You know why? Well, because I didn't need them. I, uh, I didn't think I needed them anyway. I hit a driver fine. I hit a three-wood fine. I had a five-wood that I loved. And, and uh, you know, you can only carry 14 clubs. So I, I, uh, I was against a hybrid. Um, I remember being against cavity back, uh, wedges and cavity back irons, right? Just didn't make sense to me. I didn't need this clunky thing or didn't want, you know, I probably did need it now that I think back, but I didn't want this cavity back clunky wedge and clunky, uh, iron set in my bag. When I look at that, I'm used to seeing a, a thin top line and, and seeing the back of the club didn't appeal to me. Right. And, uh, and now, you know, all of my wedges and all, so not only my wedges, all of my clubs are cavity back and most cl uh, players clubs are cavity back. So, you know, these things have made the game easier for most players, right? Um, and there's been a ton of advances in drivers over the years, you know, whether it's technology, whether it's uh, materials, um, but uh, and fairway woods alike, right? Um, plenty of changes in those, right? Um, however, the average uh, setup, if you would, of both a driver and a fairway wood or three wood um, have not changed, right? They are still pretty much the same, all right? Now, hence, the new club or the new kid on the block, the mini driver, okay? 
So this mini driver is in fact different um, than, than a traditional driver, if you would. Okay. So um, it is not a driver. All right. It is a mini driver. I'm going to talk about like kind of driver, mini driver 101 in a second here, but it is in fact a different club, right? So, so let's talk about what it is, right? Uh, you know, and people ask me all the time, Daniel, what is it? Is it a strong three wood? Is it a super strong two wood? Um, is it just a smaller version of a driver? You know, really, really, you know, what is it? So, um, I, I think, you know, Taylor made put it pretty adeptly when they said, look, this is a quote right from their site, man, quote, mini and mighty as power comes in all shapes and sizes. So mini and mighty as power comes in all shapes and sizes, unquote. So look, Taylor Mays described the club pretty, pretty succinctly when they say the compact 300 mini driver relies on advanced multi-material construction to deliver the optimal blend of low CG performance and high MOI forgiveness, resulting in a truly unique design that's powerful off the tee and playable off the deck, unquote. So I agree with that. <laughs> and normally I am not um, a fan of uh, Marcom or marketing speak of, uh, of golf manufacturers. I think normally they, uh, they overstate, you know, uh, what, what they're in fact, the new equipment is, but I think that's spot on. Um, and there's plenty of other companies that have smaller drivers on the market, right? Most drivers today, um, uh, the maximum allowed uh, from a CC or a size comparison, right? is a 460 cc driver right that's the maximum that the usga allows there are bigger ones out there but they are not legal you cannot play in tournaments and you cannot well official tournaments and you really shouldn't be playing them right because you're cheating right but um 460 cc's right so while there are other clubs that are smaller other drivers that are smaller i don't really consider them a mini driver um, and here's a perfect example. A student of mine rolled in recently. He's a great player. He has the, uh, Titleist TSI four and it's definitely smaller. It's like 425 CCs. I think it is. Um, you can get it up to 440, I think, but, uh, don't quote me on that, but it's, uh, it's just that it's a smaller driver, right? It's more pear shaped. It's a smaller driver. Um, and it's made more for, um, I don't want to say elite players, but it's made for the better player the guy or girl that um, is a traditionalist and doesn't like to hit these big giant 460C, 460cc heads, right? They look down on, a, on that big today's, today's driver, the big head, and they say, look, that just looks like a toy you know, club that I had at the beach. Or my son is you know, four years old and he's got a plastic golf club from Target and it looks just like that. So, um, But they're basically designed for those premier or better players, right? Um, but the mini driver is completely different, right? Um, normal drivers, as you know, range anywhere from, let's call it seven or eight degrees to about uh, 12 degrees, right? And for men's drivers, it's normally between nine and 10 and a half, depending on the make and model of the club. And let's be clear, most amateurs can benefit from more loft, right? When I, Whenever I see someone coming in for a lesson and in the lesson notes, it says they wanna work on their driver, they can hit every club in their bag with a driver. And then they roll in with an eight or nine degree driver um, I, I just laughed at myself and I asked the student, look, what, what are we doing? I mean, Dustin Johnson plays a 10 and a half degree driver. Um, you know, uh, Cam Smith plays a 10 degree driver. What are we doing with an eight degree driver in the bag? You know, Oh, I want to keep it lower. Well, it doesn't matter. Right. You shouldn't have an eight degree driver in your bag if you're a 10 handicap or more. Right. And I, and I want to hear about Bryson DeChambeau hits a six degree drive, uh, you know, 
uh, drive. No, he doesn't. All right. He may hit a, a four degree driver uh, for his long drive contest, but in play, he plays a nine degree driver. So, but you get the idea, right? More loft typically is better for the amateur player, right? A mini driver, they have two versions of it. It's between 11 and a half or 13 and a half. All right. 11 and a half or 13 and a half. And we're going to talk primarily about Taylor Mains version because that's really the only mass producer or the big club manufacturer that has a mini driver out there. And they started the whole rage, if you will, with the mini driver. So for a Taylor made driver, you can choose between 11 and a half and 13 and a half, right? Um, the lofts, by the way, those two different lofts are, they are the same as a strong three wood, for example, right? Uh, if I look at the Taylor made uh, model, I like the stealth plus fairway. They have two versions of that as well. They have a 15 degree and a 13 and a half degree. Um, and the head well, excuse me, while the lofts are the similar, right? The, the mini driver lofts are similar to that strong fairway uh, wood, if you would. Um, the head and the design are totally, totally different, all right? Um, the mini driver is a much, much, much larger head, almost twice as big. At I think it comes in at 307 or 310 cc's, right? Compared to a normal driver, like I mentioned, it's 460, right? That's a small, that's it. It's a mini driver. But compared to the Stealth Fairway, as an example, it's 175, right, CCs. And the PXG uh, three-wood is also like 185. So um, it's nearly, like I said, uh, half as it's halfway larger. <laughs> it's twice as big, right? It's twice as big. And it's definitely very noticeable um, at a dress, all right? Um, and despite the loss being the, the same, um, the mini driver will go a lot farther, all right? Um, and simply, I always say, you know, John Jacobs famously said golf is what the ball does, right? Well, clubs are, um, what they are right in that if a head is bigger and you swing it the same, the ball will go farther. If the shaft is longer and then a, a another club the, and you hit it the same, the ball will go farther. All right. So because of that, this, this club will go farther than a traditional fairway, uh, would if you would. So, um, you know, if you're looking to get a, a little bit more out of your three wood, right? Uh, it may be the club for you. Um, the shaft is a little bit longer. It's about uh, 43 and uh, three quarters long, I think is the, is the stock, right? Regardless of the loft you choose. I think that's the only option they have currently. They're talking about having another one. And a typical three wood um, is shorter by about an inch, right? Um, or, or three quarters of an inch, but either way it's shorter, right? So um, and typically look shorter shafts mean more control again, just, you know, apples to apples, you know, but, uh, not necessarily golfer to golfer, but apples to apples. So look, I I'm a perfect candidate for, for a mini driver. And I'll tell you why at 47 years, 47, <laughs> I wish 57, at 57 years old, I have difficulty reaching, um, a par five, many par fives, uh, into these days. Why? Well, because my three wood doesn't go 250 yards anymore. Now, if it's downhill with the wind behind me um, and a a 50 yard wide fairway, then I'm golden. I can hit it 250. But more times than not, I cannot get that thing to go uh, 250 yards consistently. And by the way, my three woods in timeout right now for for half the season uh, last year and the beginning of this. It's she's still in timeout, but that's a whole nother story. But look. Um, so the mini driver, um, for me, um, does bring into, uh, vogue, if you would, the, the, these longer par fives that I would not want to lay up for that I'd have to lay up for. 
So for me, it, it might be a perfect option. So who else is an option for? Well, look, if, if you play um, Gort courses, better courses that are tight, right? The fairways are tight. And by tight, I mean the average fairway in America is about 30 yards wide. And, you know, look, I've been on many private courses where there's not a single fairway on the course, you know, that's 30 yards wide. There's plenty of courses in different geos across the country. You know, North Carolina comes to mind. Georgia comes to mind where these fairways are, are really tight, right? So, you know, if, if you're the guy that hits your driver errant by like 10 yards and only 10 yards and consistently 10 yards, well, look, man, th this is a this might be the perfect solution for you, right? Because the shorter shaft and the smaller head are going to lead to less uh, dispersion, right? So again, if it's 10 yards off and or 10 yards less dispersion left or right, then you know you're going to be you know closer to the hole. Proximity to the hole means a lot in golf, and you're not going to be plus one because you're out of bounds or whatever, right? So so it could be the perfect club. Let me tell you who the club's not for. Okay. The guy that slices, the guy or girl that slices the ball 30 yards to the left, right? The guy that duck hooks the ball 20 yards to the, or excuse me, slices the ball to the right. The guy that duck hooks the ball uh, 25 yards to the left with a driver. All right. The guy, that guy or girl that is so inconsistent with the driver that uh, three out of 14 times the ball still in play, right? This is not going to help he or she, right? Because you're still going to be hitting those bad shots. They're just going to not going to be as bad but they're still going to be bad. So this is not the panacea um, for those searching or always everyone's searching, right? But those are not, these are not, this is not the club for those that are searching for the perfect fix, right? You've got to have a decent swing um, to make this club uh, even an option. All right. But again, getting back to it, but the mini driver is in fact great off the tee. All right. Look, I, I, I had an opportunity to hit this play around with it. Um, at the uh, PGA uh, show back in January. And uh, it's, well, two things. Number one, it's a gorgeous club. At 57 years old, I remember the original burners, which are, were, were gold in color, right? Gold and, and kind of like a, a dark purple or black almost in color. Um, it's, a, it's, a, it's a sexy looking club. And they brought back that same look and feel. They call it the burner. They spell it different, but they brought back that same look and feel. So um, I wouldn't say it's a, a traditional look, but it's a traditional amongst today's newer clubs. In other words, uh, the burner kind of started the overside or, uh, uh, technology, right? And everyone had it back then. I mean, you, you couldn't go to a golf course in America and not see burner clubs and bubble shafts in people's bags, right? I had multiple versions of them. I had the fire soles. <laughs> I, I had them all, man, because they were that good of a club and they were that unique. And the technology was that good, right? So um, it does, you know, uh, pay homage to that. And it's a very sexy looking club in the bag, all right? Um, and like I mentioned, uh, or start, we're starting to talk about, it feels great off the, off the tee, right? You can tee it down a little bit lower than a traditional driver. Um, because the shaft is not as long, I personally felt like I immediately had more control of the club. Um, and, I, and I really liked it, all right? I really, really liked it. Um, would I have liked it to go farther off the tee? Yes. That's my only knock on the club. Like I normally hit a drive between 240 and 2, 260 if I really get it, 230 if I don't. Um, and this club was definitely 20 yards shorter than that. And that could be me, but um, there was nothing I could do to get this ball to go uh, post 235 plus yards. I just couldn't do it, right? So, but I don't have a big swing speed anymore. So uh, maybe that was me, but um, so it's not a driver. 
Okay. It is certainly not a driver, but it is a good mini driver. Right. And, uh, and I, I really felt like I, like I said, like I had control of it. Um, my, my nice, my ball, my, my natural pattern is a draw. And when I really hit the ball nice, I have even less of a draw and it goes a little bit farther. And this club fit really nice in there. I didn't have to make any adjustments in my driver stance or anything. Um, it just felt really, really nice uh, off the club face. Um, and I was hitting the higher loft version. So now that I think about that, um, maybe that had something to do with the ball not going as far for me. But either way, um, I highly recommend you take a look at the club. All right. Um, it's not just marketing hype. All right. Um, hit both versions of it. And let's talk about what you should do when you go in and take this or take a look at this club, right? But basically, let's talk about what you shouldn't do. First of all, the club is expensive. It's about the same price as a driver. So um, it, it's expensive, okay? Um, so when you go in there, right, and you're in search of, of a better club and, and you listen to this and a podcast and you read something up about the club, whatever, if you go in there thinking you're going to have a positive experience, you're going to end up buying the club, right? You're going to go in there and you're going to hit 15 shots. It's going to go good. It's going to feel good. It certainly looks good, like I mentioned. And you're going to walk out with a $500 uh, bill on your credit card, okay? What? And that's not what you should do. What you should do is bring your clubs with you, all right? Hit it next to your clubs. At least bring your fairway wood, whatever you hit off the fairway when your driver's not cooperating, right? Bring your driver and contrast the three, okay? Spend an hour or two. All right, in there. Now, the person in there is not going to want you to do this, but who cares? It's your 500 bucks. So spend an hour or two in there and then see if you can get them to print out the results or write the results down. And then if you really have um, the ability to uh, restrain, walk out of there and come back and do it again. We highly recommend to all of our students, all 4,300 of them now, that when they're buying clubs, that they don't make an impulse buying decision that they go in and do exactly what we said. And, and I'd imagine we have plenty of clubs that people can take with them and demo on their course of choice, play with them for a week, keep them in their bag for a couple of days, right? So if you have that ability, absolutely do that, all right? Um, but most players don't, most people across the world don't have that a chance, right? So they go to the store though and do not make that impulse decision just because you hit seven great shots, right? Or if you, whatever the number is, who cares? You could be having a great day. You're totally jacked mentally to go in there and try this out and all the planets align and you're good to go and you buy it. Then you get it to the course, you pull it out of your bag and you can't get this thing to cooperate. You know, you want to snap it in half, right? So we've all done that before. So try not to make that impulse um, buying decision. Um, and the only other thing I would caution you on, all right, um, are, is weight, right? Because there are other manufacturers that are coming with other um, versions of it, right? Uh, TaylorMade is the uh, leader. Callaway is talking about it. I know their new uh, Max version, their, their Rogue Max has been rumored to have it. PXG has been rumored to have one. And uh, it, uh, it will open up the field, and especially if this TaylorMade uh, mini driver, they had one last year. Um, if this one starts to take off, you better believe all the other manufacturers are going to start coming out with one. So if you don't need one right now, right, right here and now, then I suggest you wait. But um, if you're looking for something new this season and your driver's not cooperating as much, um, then maybe this is uh, a viable alternative, right? Look, Phil Mickelson and a few of these other pros have used mini drivers in the past in competition. Um, so the this is nothing new. It's kind of new to the masses, though, for sure. And to have TaylorMade, a manufacturer as big as and as bad as TaylorMade, to put this out, um, that's going to that's good for the average Joe. All right. So, um, in 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 total, all right. In fi my final thoughts, 
Is it worth it? Well, first of all, is it a real thing? It absolutely is. Is it a great club? And that depends on your game, right? So there, every club isn't great for every individual, but for the you know for the reasons I outlined in the podcast, it could be a viable alternative um, for a lot of golfers out there. All right. Hey, that's all I have today in the podcast. Thanks for tuning in. Hit the follow button below um, or wherever you get your podcast. Be sure to check out imaginegolf.com and follow us on all of our social media platforms. We're on them all. Um, and again, if you want to take a lesson from me in our, our uh, state-of-the-art studio in Philadelphia, just drop me a note and um, try us out on our virtual platform. We're doing more virtual lessons than ever before. Just did a virtual lesson in Japan. I've done them all over the world. I've done them for 5,000 different people at one time, a big company. So um, the virtual lesson thing is not a fad anymore as well. We've done a podcast on that before. Check that out. But um, um, that's it. All right. Here's to getting you the game you've always imagined. Thanks for listening.